Good morning, good afternoon, and good night whenever you're listening to this. Welcome to the Rap Chats Podcast. I'm the host, 1AM, and we got a busy episode today, so I will pretty much just get right into it. But first off, I want to start, you know, with a congratulations to Lil Wayne and Kodak Black, who are officially out of jail um, after securing pardons from now former President Trump. Uh, They were let out within the last couple of days, as we know. Also, congratulations to Death Row co-founder Michael Harris and Rock Nation CEO Desiree Perez for their releases from prison as well. So, like I mentioned, it's a busy episode today, Uh, so I'll just get right into it. You know, a lot of music came out on Friday morning, and I kind of want to get into reviewing that. Um, Later on, I'll talk about, you know, albums that I want to hear this year, artists that I think need to have big years, um, artists that I want to watch, and then... At the end, if there's time, I'll try to get into a little bit of a double XL uh, freshman prediction, um, as hard as that'll be. So yeah, first off, I mean, starting with the new music, uh, Lil Skies was was kind of the, one of the only ones to drop a, a whole new album um, on Friday morning, and you know, being completely honest, I view it as painfully average. Um, after two years, you know, without an album, I expected something much, much better. And he seemed like he had a lot of potential with uh, Life of a Dark Rose, but it feels like he's really not living up to that, that he's not going to fulfill that potential that we all saw from him. You know, a lot of the sounds were kind of, you know, honestly, they were worse than what they were before. Normally, as an artist, you're supposed to get better and, you know, not really get worse. So I was definitely, you know, disappointed from that. I mean, it was average. There was a couple of good songs. Uh, The song with the Lil Dirk feature, uh, I don't even know the name, but... That song was actually pretty good. Um, the Wiz Khalifa one, I was looking forward to that, but that one was not good. Yeah, like I said, it's just very like painfully average. Um, so I don't want to keep going on that, but yeah, that's that's my thoughts on that. And also, um, Rowdy Rebel, he dropped a song, Reroute, his first release out of prison. And that was a really strong first release, especially with the Funk Flex cosign. Um, I think he executed the new New York sound really well. He definitely added like his own flair, his own style to it. But he, you know, seems to be building off of the of the momentum that like Pop Smoke and Fabio Foreign have built, also Ross Swish, CJ, um, and a few others. But yeah, I, I definitely like that song, um, and I'm looking forward to see how he builds off of this with another single, maybe another project. Project, and if he um, if he stays with this sound, if he switches it up, if he, you know, goes to more slow down, you know, slow down tempo, um, it'll be really interesting to see that. So the next song um, is Young Blue, Ghetto Lovebirds. It was honestly, my first reaction was that it was a really good follow-up to Your Mind Still, a song that um, I really thought was going to be hard to follow up for him, especially considering that he has the biggest artist in the world on that song. Um, That song was more of a, you know, a softer song, and this one definitely falls in that category as as well. And... um, on top of that, I'm really glad that he seems to be going away from his old like rap sound, which he had, um, that eventually got him, you know, noticed by Meek Mill and other rappers. But I am definitely happy that he's going to this more soft melodic sound. I want to see a good album from him this year. Uh, I'll get into that more later, but I, I feel like that could definitely help him. Help him. Um, so speaking on that, you know, albums that I wanted to hear. This year, the first one, obviously, I'm disappointed it's not going to drop this month, but uh, Certified Lover Boy by Drake, I don't know when exactly we'll, we'll hear that or, or how long it'll take, but I definitely am looking forward to it. I was really disappointed when he said he wouldn't drop it. 
Um, you know, I kind of expect that to be a softer album. I mean, j given just the name, I don't really expect many, you know, like hard club records. But I am looking forward, you know, to seeing who he has featuring. I, I, I read a rumor Roddy Rich was supposed to be featured. And um, I imagine Lil Durk will be on there at least once with Laugh Now, Cry Later, which is, um, I mean, personally, one of my favorite songs released in the last couple of years. I feel like Drake, I don't know how many more albums he has left in him, but if if this is his last one, people have been talking about that. If this is his last one, I expect it to be, you know, nothing short of what he's done in the past and, and probably a little bit more as well. I know he's dropping some crazy merch for it, and that's been blowing up all over Instagram and Twitter. Um, and so when you build something up like that, I feel like it's kind of hard to deliver, but I do imagine that he delivers it and and even more because it could be his last album. Um, so another album I really want to see, I don't even know if it's rumored to happen or if he's planning on one, but I really want to see a Cousin Stiz album, and I'd like to see him take another big step, um, especially after last year. He kind of gained a lot of, you know, virality, I guess, with his song Perfect featuring the City Girls. You know, it blew up on TikTok, and it was featured on a bunch of videos, you know, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and that was that was that was big because he hasn't really had too much mainstream success other than his song with Offset back a few years ago. So I want to see how we can grow off of that. And in, and also on a potential album, I would like to see you know if he involves more Boston-based artists because I feel like Boston's not a city that we see a lot from. You know, it has its its young and upcomers and it has a really good sound, but it's not something that we see on a mainstream level or or you know in conversations. Um, as in terms of charting and all that stuff. So I'd like to see, you know, some more Boston artists based off of that album. Um, next. So, yeah, like I mentioned before, a Young Blue album would be huge for him, in my personal opinion. You know, after, after a smash feature with Drake and the new song, uh, Ghetto Lovebirds, Young Blue definitely has a chance to really blow up. Um, and I really feel that dropping an album at some point this year would do that for him. He had some good features last year on a couple of his albums that he did. Uh, I think the first one was Blue Van Dross 3. Um, the other one I can't exactly remember the name of, but, you know, he, we saw features from K-Camp, Rilo Rodriguez, No Cap, Yo Gotti, uh, Flo Millie, and a couple others. And I feel like now he can probably work with some, I mean, no disrespect, but he can probably work with some bigger artists and some much more... I, I guess mainstream artists if he wanted to go in that way. He could definitely produce a lot of radio records that way, potentially some club records as well. So yeah, I feel like an album would definitely help, you know, Young Blue a lot and it would definitely uh progress him and and see him have more uh mainstream success. So I mean so yeah, so given given all of that, I have some artists that I feel need to have big years. Uh first one obviously not obvious, but the first one Pretty clearly to me is Tory Lanez. Um, you know, after everything we've seen happen in the last few months, basically since the end of summer, I really think he needs to work hard to gain back at least some of the fans that he lost. And if he can keep his head down and kind of, you know, release a project or two that are really good, I think it's definitely possible to at least gain some of those fans back, considering not many fans actually completely believe the story as it's been presented anyway. Um, he had a lot of you know, momentum last summer with the whole quarantine radio, that was like a genius marketing move by him. And, you know, that's a, that's a momentum that's kind of impossible to gain back fully. 
But if he can get get back some of that, he should continue right where he left off. I mean, he is a very talented artist. I don't think anyone can deny that. Um, but the trouble has really caught up to Tory in the last few years. He's had weapons charges, drug charges. I mean, he needs to keep his head down. He needs to just be Tory and, and just release music and let the people go wild and let them love it like he was doing before. Um, and I really think if if he dropped a couple good projects, it might help people forget um, about the, the, the situation that's been going on. Another person is uh, Corday. I almost said YBN Corday, but it's just Corday now. He, uh, he left YBN saying, you know, him, Namir, and Jay had different artistic visions and different uh, plans for the future, uh, which was okay. You know, I, I know YBN and Namir had a problem with it because soon after Almighty Jay left the YBN collective. But, um, but yeah, so I'd like to see him on his own. <clears throat> he dropped a couple singles last year. Um, one song with Roddy Rich that really did not live up to its potential. Those are two very good young artists, especially Roddy Rich. But those are two very good young artists with different styles. And I felt like they really could have made a great song together and it just really wasn't it. Um, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't what I would expect from them two together. And uh, he also had a really strong song called The Parables where he's kind of the Corday that we know, dropping bars, dropping, you know, being smart, dropping good lines. And uh, and after those songs, you know, I feel like he really needs to drop an album because he's left a lot of his fans wanting more than just those two singles. They definitely want another full body of work like we saw in, I believe it was late 2019 or mid-2019 from him. Um, so another album would do great for him. I know he was... Uh, having some of his songs produced by Dr. Dre, who, by the way, uh, prayers up to him. I'm glad he's getting better. But, uh, but yeah, Dr. Dre um, producing some of his songs. I don't know if that leads to an album or anything like that. But a Dre cosign is a pretty solid cosign if you just look back in history. Um, and it usually leads to great projects. So I definitely could see that happening with Corday as well and elevating his success even further. Um, so artists to watch, like younger artists, I guess. Um, the first one I want to talk about is Papana, who, if you're into the news and if you read up on music and stuff, you've definitely heard about him and his situation. Um, he had a lot of momentum um, in, the pa in the end of last year. His song, Corvette, you know, really blew up on TikTok and Instagram, and it really had the kids, you know, going wild and dancing and everything. And it really seemed like he was on a fast track to success. But then... And then Lil Uzi hopped on the remix, which made it even bigger. And it really seemed, you know, like he was headed for the mainstream. However, obviously the story about his past situation, talking to the police came out, and a lot of people were turned off from that. Um, I know he, he contacted Lil Uzi and his team saying, please don't get off, please don't get off, because obviously you don't want that situation to happen and then have it ripped away from you. That feels like a big loss, especially when you're just coming up like that. Um, but Uzi along with Trippy Red and WAC 100 and a few others, uh, kind of hit him hard for it, saying, you know, they don't condone snitching, all that stuff. But he was just 13, and people like Tusi and 2K Baby saw that and kind of gave him some slack, which I respect. I mean, when you're 13 years old, it's not the same as being, you know, 21, 22, 23. So, I don't know, it's hard to hold someone's past against him like that, especially at that young age. Uh, but that's just me personally. So I'd like to see what he does rebuild. Doing, ah, I'd like to see what he does to rebuild from that 
and kind of regain a, a fan base that might have been turned off from him and, and hopefully, you know, progress as a person and as an artist. Uh, the next person and the artist to watch is Tizo Touchdown. Uh, one of my favorites of last year and hopefully one of my favorites this year. He dropped some strong singles that were all pretty different from each other. Um, just thinking off the top of my head, he had Strong Friend, Bad Enough, Social Cues, um, and a few other that really gained some good mainstream recognition, including cosigns from Tyler the Creator, Chance the Rapper, and ASAP Rocky. And more recently, within the past week, actually, he won the Big Augie at the annual Yams Day celebration. And he really seems like he's on his way to becoming a star. Like, when I, when I say that, I, I, I'm not overstating that. You know, all his songs are different. And if you go look at his music videos, it represents someone who really doesn't care what the public might think of them or what certain artists or fans might think of them. They're really in it just to do their own thing. And that's something I really respect from Tizo. And people, like, fans respect that. I mean, you look at Tyler, the Creator. Tyler, the Creator would be categorized as a weird dude. Uh, Mac Miller was called a weird dude. Like, if you're not weird, it's hard to stand out, right? So, Tizo, I, you know, I would hope that he doesn't listen to any of that noise that he might be hearing because he has a lot of fans and a lot of respect from many, many people. Um, but yeah, he absolutely see, seems to be on his way to becoming a star. And really, I expect nothing but the same for two, 2021. You know, I'd like to see him drop a full-length album in 2021 so that fans that don't know him yet can see his versatility in a full body, body of work. Like I said, he is different on every song and his music videos are so creative. So if he were to put that all together and really let fans hear the contrast in some of his songs, but also the similarities, uh, it could really, really help him. He's kind of like a, I, I don't know, you know, they always say like the, the, the new rock star is rappers and he could definitely be one of them. I wouldn't even call him a rapper, but he could definitely be like a new age rock star. Um, so I definitely look forward to seeing how he progresses with that. Another person is Baby Keem. You've probably heard his name, I would imagine. So he dropped two really good songs in September of 2020, my favorite being Hooligan. Um, after a really, really strong 2019 with a really good first project and, you know, co-signs from Kendrick, who is his cousin, as I think I read, um, Drake and many others, have made it, it, these co-signs have made him a really, really well-known name for someone that does not have that much of a catalog. So for fans that might not know him or fans that only heard from him, heard about him through one song or, or one interview or anything like that, I feel like a full-length album in 2021 would be great for him, see if he can build off his past success, see if he can tr find some new sounds, um, work with some of these artists that he's been co-signed from. I mean, I imagine one day he would work with Kendrick. Um, a Drake feature would be huge for him because obviously Drake is amazing on features, but just seeing him build an album and, and build up that fan base or even just release new singles, that'd be big for him. I want to see him progress and I want to see him be really successful and and maintain that uh, that momentum that he had in 2019 and also in 2020. So then uh, you may not know the name, but uh, Taylor J is actually another artist I want to watch. He just dropped an album on January 15th, which was really, really good. He had a song called Whole Things on there, which I really, really like. Um, and he has a good, strong, you know, Twitter presence. He's, he's in, always interacting with fans, retweeting, which is the smartest thing you can do as an artist. You know, I want to see him be exposed to a new group of fans, a new 
dimension of fandom and and really see where he can go from there. Because he did drop an album so early, I expect him to follow up, at least with a couple of singles, maybe another project uh, in 2021. That way, you know, you just get your name out there more. The more music you release, the more people are exposed to. So I'd like to see him do that and, and really blow up from there. And then, yeah, speaking of blowing up, I'm going to talk about the uh, the XXL freshman predictions that I have. I'll make this one pretty quick. The first one, I mean, Kid Leroy, that kind of seems like an obvious choice. He's kind of butting into, like, the next superstar, I guess you could say. I've, I've read a lot of things. You know, people compare him to some, like, whack artists that we've had in the past. But I don't know if exactly if he's like that. He is still really young, so he definitely gets some credit for what he's done. He is signed to Lil Bibby. He's had some amazing co-signs. He was featured on Juice World's Possumus album, which was a huge step for him. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I don't personally like listen to his music all the time, but I know the kids enjoy his music. I know, you know, younger adults enjoy his music, the TikTok generation, the Instagram group. So it's really good for him, and he will probably be a double XL freshman, along with 42 Doug, who... Uh, yeah, not not much really needs to be said. Uh, a couple of really good little baby features. Obviously, We Paid is huge. His verse went completely viral. People tweeting it out, uh, posting videos on TikTok. I think of that one that was just horrible. And then, um, and then yeah, just he gained a lot of mainstream success out of Detroit. So I I I for sure expect him to be a freshman. Um, another one I I I could say is probably a lock is Flo Millie. Double uh, XL does like to have at least one girl on their list, so she seems like the obvious choice with Mulatto being a freshman last year. Um, she seems like the obvious choice. She's blown up on TikTok a couple of times now. She has a very unique like rap style, and I think if she positions herself with the right features and the right people around her, she could really take the jump to superstardom um, to, to build off her, her momentum. So then now I'll go into some... like. Sleeper choices, right? So the first one I have is J.I., <clears throat> the Prince of New York. I think his sound reminds me a lot of A Boogie and a, a little bit of, like, Lil TJ, but he is also very unique at the same time. He has a pretty good uh, mix between melodies and rapping. He's really good. Like, he's been kind of – his name has been up for a while now, a few years, actually, but he just recently gained mainstream success in the last couple of years. Um, he has one of my favorite songs out. But I'll, I'll, I'll leave that for another time. Um, but yeah, J.I. is someone I definitely want to see, especially someone from New York. New York needs someone to like really step up, I think. And I, couldn't, I could see it being him, for sure. Um, the other one is dude out of L.A., D. Smoke, who actually won the Rhythm and Flow Season 1 se uh, series. And he's really, really good. He's a little older. He, I think he's in his early 30s, but he kind of reminds me of like a Kendrick Lamar, kind of mixed with Pac just because of how they speak and what they talk about and the message that they have. And he's very like articulate. He, you can understand everything he says. He is, he's amassing a huge fan base. Maybe it's a cult fan base, but it's a huge fan base um, that really just want to see the best for him. I it's always cool. Like I go on Instagram and I see him interacting with like his old students because he used to be a high school Spanish teacher. Um, and that's always super cool to me because, you know, he, he, he still knows where he comes from and everything like that uh, from Inglewood. And, and it's really cool for me to see that. And I, I think if he dropped like a, 
a really good project like soon within the next like couple of months i could definitely see him being a freshman on this list um first off i want to say roddy rebel should not be a double xl freshman i know he just got out of jail and i know he's been gone for a long time but he's not a freshman he has many many songs and many many good songs and he's bigger than a freshman i think i i think i think roddy rebel has as outperformed a freshman status i think it would actually kind of be disrespectful to call him a freshman because that kind of says you haven't really impacted the game that much and all that stuff so i'm just gonna say he should not be a freshman uh the other one you know staying with new york is sleepy hollow he dropped some really really good songs and like i said being from new york i'd like to see someone from new york step up and really take that crown because that crown is there to be taken uh, so I'd like to see, he could possibly do it. He had a really good, you know, I shouldn't say really good. He had a strong song with uh, Deep End Freestyle, which I really liked. It went viral on TikTok. That's why I was hesitant to say really good. But but yeah, he had a song that went viral on TikTok, and, and he really did his thing, and he's proving that he could possibly be, you know, someone to watch here in the next couple of years. Um. So another thing I want to say, oh yeah, really quick. I do want to say and send my condolences to baby CEO who was shot and killed uh, earlier this week. It was exactly three years after Fredo Santana died. And as everyone knows, Fredo Santana was kind of like a mentor to him and uh, had actually signed him. But, you know, there was a lot of reports saying he had died of a drug overdose or he was killed in a gang war. It actually turned out to be uh, one of his uh co-members that ended up taking his life his brother did confirm that on twitter and instagram saying that you know media was using this like to to mess with him and and, and really mess up his name so that that's really unfortunate he was just 20 years old out of memphis um so that's really sad so i want to send my condolences and my prayers to him um and yeah so for right now that's all i have today i should be dropping another uh episode i almost said album should be dropping another episode probably this Monday or next Tuesday, previewing the music to be coming out next week. Uh, and that'll be a longer episode. I know this is short. But, um, but yeah, so I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, wherever you are, have either a great morning, great afternoon, or great night. Uh, and until next time, this is Josh. Thank you.